0: All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Pito, and we got to the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We're joined by our buddy Aaron Schatz, course of the FTN Network, creator of DVOA. Aaron, how are we doing tonight?
1: Hey, I'm good, guys. How are you doing?
0: We're good. Uh, we are trying to figure out a way to be, um, I don't know, somewhat competitive in a game against the 49ers team. That just seems like they they just put up 30 points every game. They have an incredible defense, and Aaron, they just – They're just good is the best way to put it.
1: I mean, listen, the fact is weird things happen in the NFL. No team is unbeatable. And Cleveland has a very, very good defense so far this year. I mean, I I would say chances of beating San Francisco are, I don't know, like 30%. 30%
0: even if Deshaun doesn't play? Okay, twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Aaron, the debate okay,
2: that helps, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's kind of the sad thing we're coming to. Uh, not a realization of today, but today we spent the entire day being like, is it P.J. Walker or do you run back the rookie D.T.R. because it just it doesn't seem like this is getting any better with Deshaun Watson, and now we found out today that uh, it's no longer just called a contusion; we're calling it a rotator cuff contusion, and we'll find out more tomorrow, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If, obviously, if if you don't have Watson, that changes things. Um, but, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that weird things happen in the NFL and no game is, I mean, just think about Arizona and Dallas a couple of weeks ago. No no game should be written off entirely.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, I was thinking about the different ways that this could be like a trap game for the 49ers. You know, it's just it's a 1 o'clock game. They got to go from the West Coast to East Coast. They just came off the big win against the Cowboys. Like, there would normally, Aaron, be a lot in favor of the Browns in this matchup, but when you go to anything beyond Deshaun Watson, it feels a little less likely. Um, if it was you, would you go DTR and run the rookie back one more time, or would you go with P.J. Walker, who last year did beat Tom Brady? uh, it's tough. I I mean, I think Walker – uh
1: would be better but i don't know how much he knows the offense what has he been there like a week
0: yeah it's been a few weeks but it's not been much yeah
1: yeah i mean um i guess i'd go with walker it's a, that's it's tough i mean the problem is san francisco also has a good defense right it's not just it's not just that they have a ridiculous like record setting offense so uh it's not like Watson has covered himself in glory this year either, but those guys are both a step down. So so I guess I'd go Walker.
0: Should Andrew Barry be facing heat for trading away Josh Dobbs for a fifth round pick? Or do you think that's just a lot of people in hindsight uh, saying, of course he shouldn't have gotten rid of him. We need Dobbs. when a fifth round pick is at the time we thought, Hey, that's pretty valuable.
1: Yeah. I mean, hindsight is 2020. 20, um, and, Very few teams spend three roster spots on quarterbacks these days, right? If you had kept Dobbs as the backup, you're not going to cut DTR. So you've got to use three roster spots on a quarterback, and they decided they weren't going to do that. And given that, they wanted to develop the youngster rather than going with the veteran. I don't think anybody expected Dobbs to play the way that he has in Arizona, Certainly not anybody who's had him in their on their team for the last few years, or else they would have been starting him. so um, it, it's really hard to blame them for that that move.
0: Yeah, I think that's a lot of revisionist history at play there, and that's okay. That's that's fine. We we do that in sports, right? But uh, should the Browns have had more of an insurance plan in general for Deshaun without playing for two years with the exception of the six games last year? Or is this one of those things where you look and you say, well, Deshaun throughout his career had been a really healthy player. He battled through a torn ACL even in college. He's battled through a couple injuries even in the pros, and you can rely on that. Yeah, I mean,
1: you know, It's hard to know just how much of the old Deshaun Watson matters. I argued in the preseason that that was a much larger sample size of Deshaun Watson being good than what he did in the last six games of last year. But now you have 10 games of him not being good. And I mean, yes, uh, you know, you have, you have more time of him suffering injuries and struggling with injuries. So you know, as time goes on, that past time in Houston becomes
0: less important, and what he's done in Cleveland becomes more important. How important was it that the Tennessee game, the last game we saw him, was the best game we've seen him in a Browns uniform?
1: I mean, that's positive. There's no question about it. But, you know, it's the opposite of the sample size argument, right? It's That's only one game, and Tennessee is not a particularly good pass defense, right? They ha- have a strong run defense, but they don't have a really good pass defense. so. um, you know, I'd like to see him do it two or three games before I'm like, oh, Deshaun Watson's back, yay.
0: <laughs> that would, yeah. Uh, I think that's how a lot of Browns fans are taking this as well. But then this, this time in between, and especially against the good teams, right? You, you miss a Ravens game. Now you potentially miss a 49ers game. You miss these two games, and it's not like it sets you up, Aaron, for like a, a murderer's row in the upcoming stretch. Colts, Seahawks, Cardinals. It's It's like, okay, we're expecting you to be good in those games.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the Ravens' defense has been really, really good this year. That's who they play Week 10, and Pittsburgh's defense is good. That's who they play Week 11. Seattle's had a strong run defense, but not a good pass defense. They're very similar to Tennessee in that way. So, um, I mean, yeah, there's some winnable games coming up. Uh, There's no question about it. Listen, I like Cleveland before the season started. Schedule Mm -hmm. was about average. Um, They've played, you know, some of the – they played the division games. Uh, you know, once they get past San Francisco, they've got some easier games on their plate, certainly. And, you know, the fact that they got Cincinnati with Burrow, clearly hobbling in week one, absolutely
0: helps. them. Vegas hasn't moved too much off of uh, what they initially had set their over-under as. I believe they're still at nine and a half. Have you moved off yours? No,
1: I mean, we had them at like 10 or 10.3 or something uh, before the season, and I think we're about in the same place now. If I look up our playoff odds report, I'll tell you that we have Cleveland averaging 9.4.
0: So I guess we've dropped a little bit. That's still pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's about what Vegas has. Now, would you, and just again, just you personally – if you're talking about this defense, is that is that the obviously it's the best part of this team? Has it surprised you? Just how I, I know before we had you on in the before the season got underway, you said the defense could be top ten. Has it surprised you that they've even been this good though? Oh yeah, they're number one. Uh, they're
1: the number one defense in the league by our numbers. Now we'll see what happens once you know once you play San Francisco. But then again, our our numbers are adjusted for opponent, and San Francisco is. You know, obviously a tough opponent, so we'll give them a little bit of leeway if they let San Francisco score some points. But right now, we have them as the number one defense in the league through the first five weeks, and I I didn't expect that at all. I mean, I knew that they could be better than they were in the past, but they're number one against the pass, number three against the run, so, I mean, it's been
0: fantastic. How far can a number one defense take you if Deshaun doesn't get any better than what we've currently seen?
1: Well, that's the problem. I mean, first of all, your best teams are the teams that are balanced, that have both offense and defense. And then the fact is offense does win more games than defense does. Usually the best offenses are more good than the best defenses are good, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, you know, listen, we talk about the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, but the 2000 Baltimore Ravens was 23 years ago.
0: Yeah, and we've brought that team up. We've also brought up like the '85 Bears and everything. And I, I, I gotta tell people, I'm like Aaron. It's not. This is not reflective of real football right now. Like this is not the the
1: '85 Bears offense. Also, the '85 Bears offense was better than the Cleveland offense has been this year. Oh, really? Much better. Yeah, that was a top ten offense. That was a top ten offense. Cause Even because well, they had Walter Payton Ed too. had McMahon healthy for most of the year, and they had Walter Payton. McMahon though wasn't overall a very good quarterback. Oh, he was much better than the rest of the quarterbacks in Chicago around that time. Oh, oh yeah. everyone's
0: better than those Chicago quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, that, that's not—that's the. Uh, I'm from Chicago, so I'm going through like a, a bunch of Harbors, and then Zach. Yeah, and then Steve you get the. Like my and, yeah. childhood was like Jonathan Quinn. You know what I mean, Aaron? Like that. Was, there was a lot of there was a lot of that thrown in the mix there. Uh, Aaron Schatz joining us here, of course, part of the Ftn Network. So now, as we go into some of the other parts of the NFL, and I, I saw you had a stat earlier today. I thought this was pretty fascinating. I, I was listening to a, a station in San Francisco, and they tried comparing the 49ers to the Warriors team that started off 24-0 and 0 because, like, five games in an NFL season is basically starting off, like, 24-0 and 0 in a basketball season is what they were going for. But I, I kind of want to pump the brakes on that. I, you did you dug into some research, though, with 5-0 and, 0, five and 0 teams. Uh, what'd you find out? Yeah, it's wild.
1: Um, since 2000... 2000- uh, five and O teams have only won the Super Bowl 8.7% of the time. Like, oh, I mean, I mean, if you put all, if you look at all the five and O teams, right? Mm-hmm. Only 8.7% of them have won the Super Bowl. If you look at all the teams that have won the Super Bowl, 23 uh, teams, only four of those teams were, had started five and O, compared to uh, I think 10 that started four and one, eight that started three and two, and one that started two and three. So. Uh, the fact is, is statistically, five and zero and four and one win Super Bowls about the same amount of the time. And, and the fact that they, uh, these two teams, uh, Philadelphia and San Francisco, have started five and zero doesn't guarantee them anything.
0: That's incredible. Uh, I like Brock Purdy the smart analytical community I feel like uh is kind of wavering in bef- in between like I've heard some people say he's like a very privileged quarterback he's got all these weapons he's got the, the best head coach like he's the epitome of a privileged quarterback where do you stand with Brock Purdy are you are you pro what he's doing right now in regards to something he can keep up or is this more shanahan is this more the system or is he actually have some skill to himself
1: Oh, it's a combination of all the things. I mean, he throws with great anticipation. He's really good at decision-making. He's really good at uh, diagnosing defenses, and he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo was when things break down, when structure breaks down. So I think the problem is that the discourse about Purdy has turned into either he's a completely replaceable part, or he's the MVP. And I think what he actually is is a VP or a valuable player not the most valuable player because he has so much around him and he has the Shanahan scheme I don't think he is the best player in the league even if he has the best stats but he's certainly a valuable player and he's doing things in that offense that other quarterbacks haven't been able to do
0: when you watch the Raven Steelers game over the weekend was it the Ravens blowing that or was it the Steelers winning it? Well, first of all, I didn't
1: get to watch too much of the Ravens-Steelers game. But, I mean, God, the drops. I mean, the Ravens had so many drops. And then the bad interception on the shoulder fade in the end zone. And, um, I mean, you know, both of those teams tried to lose that game, basically. But, yeah, I think it was more the Ravens losing it than the Steelers winning it.
0: Who's the best team in the uh, AFC North in your mind? Um, I mean, uh, so far this year, Baltimore. I mean, we have Baltimore
1: number seven in our ratings. We have Cleveland ninth. Pittsburgh 20th and Cincinnati 24th. That's based on just this year, not any
0: preseason. Cleveland 20th. Is that what you said? No, Cleveland 9th. Oh, Pittsburgh. Cleveland 9th. Okay, yeah, because you said 9.4. Like you have not really docked Cleveland too much for the uh, for the differences in, in what at least we pres- like. It's funny. Like over here, a lot of people are acting like this guy is falling in a little bit of a way, and maybe that's because we don't. We have such uncertainty with Deshaun Watson. I like that your I like that your metrics, your data suggest that the Browns are in a good spot. Aaron, we appreciate you as always. We'll check you out over there at Ftn, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Ftnfantasy.com/dvoa. That's where you find me. Perfect. Thank you, Aaron. As always, thank you. All right, All right good stuff right there with Aaron. Shots on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. That's fascinating. I, I honestly, I didn't expect him to be so in with the Browns because right now, and we do a lot, we do a lot of Browns conversations. Obviously, I talk about the Browns nightly on this show, and I feel like in the past week and a half, and maybe this is just the Stefanski side of things, it might just be these Stefanski side of things, but I feel like in the past week and a half, we have found ourselves with as little confidence in this team as we have in a very long time. But what's fascinating is that Vegas hasn't really moved their idea of what the Browns are. Aaron, who does this and crunches the numbers, knows everything about it. The man created DVOA, everything about anything when it comes to the numbers. His system says they haven't moved off of it very much. So why is it that I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and I'm like, wait a second. We're going up against a 49ers team, and if it's a backup quarterback situation, Aaron put it nicely at 20%. I don't know that we're drawing dead, but it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Is it because of the schedule the rest of the way? Is it because if you have a healthy Deshaun Watson for the Colts game, for the Seahawks, for the Cardinals, maybe we win those three and then we're right back in the driver's seat before we take on the other AFC North opponents? 2-1-6-4-7-4-0-92. Is it in the best interest of the Browns to maybe have Deshaun Watson not play this week, gear himself up for the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals? We'll do it all next. It's overtime with Jonathan Pedone here with you on the Fan.
1: Uh, it's tough. I, I mean, I think Walker uh, would be better, but I don't know how much he knows the offense. What has he been there like a week?
0: Yeah, it's been a few weeks, but it's not been much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I guess I'd go with Walker. It's a, that's it's tough. I mean, the problem is San Francisco also has a good defense, right? But it's not just it's not just that they have a ridiculous like record-setting offense. So. Uh, it's not like Watson has covered
0: himself in glory this year either, but those guys are both stepped down.
1: So, so I guess
0: I'd go Walker. Aaron shots right there. Part of the FDN network. I, I listen. You're going to have a hard time convincing me that DTR is the answer. They have a hard time convincing me. I, I just, I want to know what you guys think about if Watson was able to play in this game and whether or not maybe the Browns should be looking at this game because San Francisco is, so incredibly talented. If Deshaun is 80% Deshaun Watson, should he just not be playing? And then we put all of our energy towards the Colts, the Seahawks or the Cardinals, or if he's 80% are you saying 80% of Deshaun Watson is better than what PJ Walker can do, what Dorian Thompson Robinson can do. But then let's wonder if he can be, it's not like he's 80%. And then all of a sudden, if he plays, then he's all of a sudden juiced up to a hundred the following week. If he goes out there and plays, there's a legitimate chance that in the 49ers game, Deshaun Watson gets injured even worse, stays where he's at. Obviously, there's a couple different scenarios you can go down, but I think most people, most reasonable people, would not assume that he gets healthier during a football game. So it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation the Browns find themselves in. I don't know. Based off of what we saw a couple weeks ago, will it be Deshaun's call? Will it be Stefanski's call? Will it be Andrew Barry's call? We've been talking a lot about during this show the idea that uh, Stefanski and Andrew Barry should be able to recognize that their jobs are on the line right now. Well, if your job is on the line, these are the type of decisions you've got to make. If you can fire off, let's say you get away with five or six losses and still end up making the postseason, do you chalk this one up as being a one of those losses the same way you kind of did the Baltimore game? Or do you wait and see how it all plays out? I don't know. What's that line? Deshaun Watson at 80%, Deshaun Watson at 75%, Deshaun Watson at 70%. I mean, realistically, Deshaun Watson at about, I don't know, 70% is still probably better than P.J. Walker, but there's the long-term damage at play as well. It's the Baker Mayfield thing all over again. I hate to sound like a broken record with it, but it's true. It's the Baker Mayfield situation all over again. Different shoulders, obviously, but the reality is, is that when it comes to Baker... They had to weigh the pros versus the cons. Did John Taffer style shut it down? Or do you let him go out there and play? To me, the answer is pretty obvious. If he's out there on Sunday morning, like he was in the Baltimore game and can't throw the ball 10 yards, you got your answer right there. <laughs> I mean, how do you have a quarterback in the NFL that can't throw the ball 10 yards? Something's wrong. That decision was made up for him. I don't think it's going to be as cut and dry. I would imagine he goes out there tomorrow, he plays some decent football, he looks decent in practice, again, I'm just complete, complete speculation, because I have not seen his shoulder, I do, I'm not a doctor, I don't play one on the radio, I have no idea where Deshaun Watson is at. But if you made me guess, I would say he comes out there and at least looks better than he did the last time we've seen him throw a football, because you can't look much worse, and the situation is going to be confusing. But if you're Stefanski and your Barry, this is where you got you to weigh, weigh some of the risk V reward here. I've been talking about the Pyrrhic victory often, right? Where you can, uh, you lose the battle, but you win the war. Well, maybe they got to lose another battle in order to try to win the war. You lose a battle against a team in San Francisco that even with a healthy Deshaun Watson, there's not many people that are giving us the benefit of the doubt that we're going to win that game. Maybe that's just what you got to do. Maybe that's just the cost of doing business. Because the Colts right now are starting Gardner Minshew, Uncle Rico, out there. And I, listen, he's looked good in a Colts uniform, but I'm not, I'm gonna hold my breath at the fact that Gardner Minshew is all of a sudden like some awesome quarterback. Okay, you got the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Canales is not there anymore. He's over helping out Baker Mayfield in Tampa Bay. They have a little bit of a different look in Seattle on that offense right now. And then the Cardinals in a Josh Dobbs potential revenge game that you're supposed to win nine times out of 10. Maybe you lose another battle and you try to win the war. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Chuck up next. Hello, Chuck. How are you tonight?
3: Hey, what's happening, man?
0: Not much. How's, how's it going, man? You good?
3: Oh, man. Everything's smooth. Hey, but check this out. Yeah. You know, I got I got like a lot of ways I can go with a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go with this one right here, right? Because I jumped off the 480 bridge after we lost to Pittsburgh. Okay,
0: that's impressive. You're still talking to us.
3: Hey man, I'm telling you that one. That one really. That one really crashed. And burned. must have had
0: a, must have had a bungee cord or something. I don't know.
3: Oh uh, no, it wasn't a bungee cord. I landed. I landed on my phone. But listen to me, Mike. Check <laughs> this out. Yeah, what do you got? We all said that, you know, they're going to lose six to seven games, right? Yeah. This was really all agreed upon on the predictions that everybody was putting out, right? Agreed. So we only lost two. So they got four or five more losses to go. Mm -hmm. And we don't know where they're going to come from. So I say look at it in that light right there. You follow what I'm saying? I do. Because we have nothing that we can trust. You know what I'm saying? I'm starting a rumor that he done caught another case, okay? And they just trying would, to keep Chuck, it under the don't,
0: don't start that rumor. That's not a good no, rumor.
3: No, I man. I think he needed a massage for, and he caught another Chalk, case. Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> Chuck. Man, I'm just saying, Chuck! man. Look. <laughs> I mean, we getting quarterbacks from everywhere oh now. I God. mean, some name, right? Chuck, you're killing I me. mean, for real, you know. Now you know good and well. Chuck, you're killing me. It, hey man, I'm just saying. You know, you can't tell me a duck is a that a was kitten. like the
0: worst possible thing to think of. Like I, well, I don't know I how mean, you... it could drop at any time now. You know? In, yeah, but I, I, you know how much I think about this stuff. That that thought had never even crossed my brain. Maybe I'm an idiot well, for not why thinking why about not? that.
3: Well, now, now there it is.
0: It never even crossed my brain. It never did. You
3: know called another case, y'all. I'm just going to let everybody Chuck. know. And use big hoops.
0: Thanks, Chuck. Chuck signs off when he knows he gets me agitated. But he knows that he, like, he, dropped a, he just dropped a bomb on this radio show and then just was like, and yous, be cool. Chuck! Someone bail me out here. That can't be the reason, right? That cannot be the reason we're not. I'm not going down that radio show because I don't think I don't think I even can go down that uh, down that route with this radio show. But like,
4: no, nah, he just injured JP. Don't don't let Chuck from Cleveland get your route up. He just injured. It's not there's no conspiracy going on.
0: You didn't say that in a reassuring enough tone for me. I
4: believe that he's I think if he could actually play, if he could actually throw the ball. 15 yards with confidence, I think he would have
0: played. There's no way you can catch a case and then have us not find out. Have nobody find out. There's no way that could happen.
4: Well, think about how long it went, went on before we found out when he was in Houston. Now,
0: maybe the tea leaves in Houston were mm- ruffling, but... It, it, it was No, a- but by the time they got the ball rolling and everything, we we found out what was going on. It was just the fact that he was doing things that weren't great, allegedly, for so many so long. That was that was the that was the issue. You can do things and be wrong for many, many, many years, allegedly. You can do them for many years and have us not catch on. But like once somebody caught whiff of it, once somebody got a sniff of it, it wasn't long until then the whole house of cards crumbled down. I think In
4: this scenario, considering what he's been through, if somebody were to bring another case, you're going to make sure to uh, do your due diligence and maybe be a little more patient to get the outcome that you're looking for as the uh, grieved party. But again, I don't think there's any case. I think Watson is legitimately injured. He's hurt. We just have to deal with this backup quarterback right. issue thing again, as we as we're used to. For the I last mean, think about years, what
0: but. what type of acting job that would have to be. Like play this back in your head and, and just think about it for just a second, okay? The acting job that he would have to get him an Oscar. My goodness, he'd have to go out on Sunday morning before the Baltimore game with Joe Sheehan, the athletic trainer, and he'd have to sit right there and he'd have to purposefully throw balls only ten yards and look like he can't throw it further than ten yards. To cover up something? Come on. And there's too many moving parts for this to be true. That's silly. It's silly. I like that we entertained it, because I think that's fun, because this is what sports radio is about. But that's ultimately one of the wilder theories that just has no base in it at all. Because it would just you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go out there and do the song and dance of like, oh, can I play the game? Can I not play the game? Is my shoulder good? Is it not good? To then like not go out there and actually throw the ball. Like, I mean, to go out there, excuse me, throw the ball uh, 10 yards. And then also we wouldn't have Andrew Barry. Think about how deep this would go because Andrew Barry then went on and was like, yeah, he couldn't lift his arm up over his shoulder. All these different types. You know how many people would be roped into this that would instantly be fired? Now, Andrew Barry and because Savansky might get instantly fired anyway, but like th- this goes pretty deep. If that was the case, this goes, this goes pretty deep. Interesting to entertain, but not anything we could take seriously. I hadn't thought about it though. I honestly hadn't thought about it. 92 All right, Tommy, get us back on track here. Hello, Tommy. Jonathan, opportunity knocks for
2: Deshaun Watson here. I want you to hear me out. Okay. This guy has a chance. Not only to get back some of his reputation, but what is the city like? A guy that plays hurt. And if he's eighty percent, he has to play. Because he has an opportunity not only for him for this team to come out there and do something really special, and play hurt, and 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 you know this this defense is sad for two weeks, and I, I don't think this defense is better than they played against uh, the last game against Baltimore, and if if he comes out and can play, we have an opportunity, and I, I I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, mm-hmm. I'm betting that we're gonna beat the uh, beat the San Francisco. And the reason why is that, that defense has two weeks to think about it. And if Watson can come out and just play at 80% and win, then a lot of things can really change for this team. One thing about Cleveland, as you, as you know, as, as well as I do, when we're high, everybody has this going to the Super Bowl. When we're low, we have a tendency to come back. And we're low right now. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for this team, for Watson, and this franchise to make a turn. And I just want to see what you thought about
0: that. Tommy, I like it. I like it a lot. And thank you for the call. I appreciate you. This is his Willis Reed game. Is this his Jordan flu game? That's kind of what Tommy's saying. Can you think about that for a second? Because we're just going to think about a lot of different scenarios here. Because I'd rather do that than talk about uh, P.J. Walker versus Dorian Thompson Robinson in a battle of making my eyes bleed at the quarterback position. Can we think about that for a second? If Deshaun Watson hobbles out there. I guess he wouldn't have to hobble because it's a shoulder injury. So, so it's not, it's not Willis Reed completely. But if he goes out there and he's like, you know, doing the thing with the shoulder, you know, way, the way you guys all do where you're kind of like you're, you're rotating it and you're kind of like making it stretch out a little bit. And he goes out there and he throws a couple ducks to begin with just because it looks like he's got to get in the groove of things. And then all of a sudden the bright lights come on and he just balls out and outduels Brady gets the Browns to a win against the 49ers, and has a singing, here we go, Brownies, here we go. Legendary. That is legendary stuff. That is Baker Mayfield coming in for Tyrod Taylor week three and getting us a win over the Jets. That is, you don't forget where you were type game if he comes out there and beats a 5-0 and San Francisco 49ers team on a shoulder that he shouldn't be playing on. And wins us that game, Tommy might be onto something. We love those narratives. We love that as people, we love that. It might be the most endearing thing Deshaun Watson could do. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. We got the fan focus at nine. We come on back. Is the fans keep losing the locker room over this? Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. We'll do it all next and more. It's overtime with Jonathan Beaton here with you on the fan. All right, Twitter reactions, brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Nick says, ain't no way I would play him. Beginning of the year, we all internally chalked this game up to an L. You sit him again, and then you go the distance, and you beat the rest of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, we just got to gotta figure out where he's at. That's basically the, the, the rub here. I, I don't know. Maybe tomorrow we're going to get more news. Maybe tomorrow we'll find out a little bit more when it pertains to what his status actually is. I just I, We don't have enough information. But if he's 80%, let's say, you worry more about the Colts games, the Seahawks games, the Cardinals games, three games that are honestly very, very winnable, or do you think to yourself, you know, maybe we really got to make a run at this 49ers game. I don't think Nick is wrong. Not that we chalked this game up to an L, more that this was supposed to be like a defining game for Kevin Stefanski. This two-week stretch, honestly, the part that bothers me the most is that the Ravens and the 49ers, these two games, even with the bye thrown in there, were supposed to be be a two-week stretch with the bye where we truly found out a lot about what this team is. Uh, If Deshaun Watson doesn't play on Sunday, I've got no way of really figuring out what exactly this team is and where they currently stand. I just don't know. I I don't know and I won't know. That's the reality of it. And it sucks for us as fans trying to figure out what exactly Deshaun Watson is, trying to figure out what our head coach is, and trying to figure out what type of situation we're investing our time, resources, energy into. It sucks. It absolutely sucks because the 49ers right now are playing the best football out of anybody in the NFL. Brock Purdy is legitimately in MVP discussions right now. Uh, I'm spending hours on CBS Sports Radio on Saturday discussing whether or not Brock Purdy is legit or not. Turns out, pretty legit. As I said, pretty legit. But It's incredible to me. But the Colts game is sitting there. It's on, a, it's on a sulfur platter. And I think Shane Steichen's done a really good job there. Gardner Minshew is not Anthony Richardson. You can beat the Colts. You can beat the Seahawks. One of their main offensive assistants is is now in Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield, the one that gets credit for turning around Geno Smith last year and the Seahawks offense. They got good wide receivers. Just don't love it the way that I think a lot of people do. That should be a win and the Cardinals against November 5th, they play good ball. There's no doubt about it, but like it's a good easy relatively speaking three-week stretch. You got to weigh these things out, I think. I really do believe that. Nick in Wardstown up next. Hello Nick. What's going on, Jonathan? Yeah, what's up, Nick? <clears throat>
1: There is no way I'd play him on Sunday. you see who we have a left tackle going up against Uh, the rainy defensive player? Traffic
0: cone,
4: yeah.
1: There is no way possible. You wait, you save him this week. Good point. You know, hopefully get him 100%. Because if he plays this week against Nick Bosa in that front, you you might lose him the rest of the season.
0: Oh, Nick, that's a good point. That's a scary point, but a good point, yeah. Absolutely. It's just
1: It's ridiculous, you know. When you got that sort of non-effort coming from the left tackle position, he shouldn't even be playing the rest of the season. We mortgage the farm for him and paying him almost $50 million a year. You know, until we figure out what's going on in left tackle,
0: he should be done. Right, thank you, Nick. I appreciate you, man. Sir. Yep, that's he's right. He's right. How can, you, how can you argue against that? I mean, you got a traffic cone at left tackle. But the idea is if you throw him out there at 80%, he's not going to get healthier in the game, I promise you that. Could get injured. If he gets injured, then all of a sudden, I mean I'm I'm just being honest with you. Our backup versus their backup with the Colts, they at least have Jonathan Taylor to run the ball 35 times. We don't have Nick Chubb to run the ball 35 times. I don't know that we escaped that one with a win. If it's DTR or P.J. Walker, I don't know that we beat the Seahawks. I don't know that we beat the Cardinals. I don't know that we beat the Colts. But if we can get to Sean Watson at 90% by that point, we should win all three of those games. Should. Sean and Kent up next. Hello, Sean. Hey, Jonathan. How you doing? What's up, Sean? Not much. Uh, I'm just
5: saying, (laughs) again, you know, if, if the Steelers can beat the Ravens with Kenny Pickett sleepwalking through three and a half quarters of the game and just frustrating the heck out of uh, Lamar, that's kind of what we have to do. We have to trot somebody out there, change the approach that we're doing it. Like the defense has to be totally locked down and then just rugby the offense, score 13 points Mm -hmm. and hold the Niners to seven or 10 or whatever we can do, which is a tall tale that, or task it might be a tail, <laughs> I, but I think that's the only way that we can do it. Whether it's PJ or I keep wanting to say PJ Souls, but it's, it's PJ Walker, <laughs> um, PJ or uh, DTR, just you can't have them out there flinging 20 yard passes the wrong way, you know, like a high school kid. It's just you, you got to approach the whole thing differently. Just say, we need to change our entire approach, and this is what it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about that, and thank you, Sean. I appreciate you as always. I was thinking about that like, can we just watch Mike Tomlin and how he's done it for the previous million years and then have Stefanski try to replicate that? I don't think it's as easy as that, but honestly, we need to have a Steelers-type game. We need to muddy it up. As they say in succession, it's a night fight in the mud. We need to have one of those type games. You muddy the whole thing up. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself in a situation where the score is 13-10, and the defense has made some points, and the defense has created turnovers, and you're just boasting off that. But right now, the 49ers offense, they put up 30 points every game this year. They just, they score. They score. I know our defense, and you listen to Aaron Schatz, who joined us at 8 o'clock. You can honestly rewind, go back and listen to that. He says it's the number one defense in the NFL. Number one. And I believe him. I believe this Browns defense is the number one defense in the NFL. But we haven't seen a 49ers offense yet. And in in the battle of offense versus defense, high-powered offense versus high-powered defense, historically in the NFL, look at last year's Super Bowl. Offense wins those battles these days. Offense wins those battles these days. The Eagles defense, WIP wanted to put Jonathan Gannon's head on a stake. They were like, what? How is our defense letting up so many points? It's like, well... It's Patrick Mahomes. It's easy. This is how this works. Graham in Cleveland up next. Hello, Graham.
6: Uh, Yeah. Anybody that that thinks that we should be playing uh, our our $240 million quarterback at 80% or anywhere near there is smoking crack. Um, The difference between, you know, our quarterback now and doing that same exact thing with Baker is that Baker was like a rental car. If you you rent a a Corvette, you can – drive it into a wall, get a speeding ticket, do whatever. They'll give you another one. But when you buy the Corvette, when you own the Corvette, you're stuck with the Corvette. If if the Corvette breaks yeah. or if there's anything wrong with it, it stays in the garage. You know, you wait till you wait till a guy is a hundred percent or 90% and then you run him out. It's the beginning of the season. Honestly, who's going to remember these games uh, come, you know, week 13, 14, 15. I mean, I mean, yeah, obviously we'll remember them via, you know, the, their, our record, but it's just it's not even a question. Anybody that, that thinks that we should be playing Deshaun Watson so we can get a big win over the 49ers is smoking crack.
0: Uh, Graham, I like, the, I like the analogy. Thank you very much. Uh, yep. it, it's, like a, it's like now I have a house, right? I bought a house a year ago, and now if, uh, hey, light bulb goes up in the apartment, I could just call somebody. They fix it. I have, to, I have to make all the fixes. I have to make the repairs. I have to mow the lawn. I have to do everything. I'm responsible for that house, right? I can't just have something break on it and then be like, oh, it'll patch itself up. No, I'm responsible for it. Browns are responsible for Deshaun Watson. This is what this is. You have to have his best interest, but his best interest should be our best interest as well. Chris on Twitter, I noticed the snark in this tweet is the only reason why I'm reading it, by the way. Chris says, but a few months ago, heck, a few weeks ago, everyone knew about this team all offseason. Everyone knew. How can you say you don't know now? How dense can you be to not recognize all the situations and all the, everything that's changed? Nick Chubb being injured uh, enough alone, that was enough alone. If you wanted to say that you predicted 11 wins for this team and you wanted to walk that back based off of a Nick Chubb injury, I was letting everyone at the time that wanted to, to go ahead and do so. But no Nick Chubb and potentially no Deshaun Watson for stretches? Yeah, it's a different team. Now, if Deshaun Watson can get back to 100%, then I have to go back to what I was saying the entire offseason in a little bit of a way, and the idea that I still believe in this defense, and then I would still believe in this offense getting everything right. No one's abandoning this team. It just this team without Deshaun Watson is not the same team, and this team without Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb isn't even close to the same team. Like, my goodness. That not ob- it's obvious. I mean, it's uh, when you lose so many pro bowlers off one roster and offensive side of the ball, Jack Conklin was a pro bowler. Nick Chubb, pro bowler. Deshaun Watson has been a pro bowler. You can only lose so many pro bowlers before you're like, yeah, the team's the same as it always has been. No, you lose your running back that's the best in the league and you lose your quarterback. You get to call an audible on what you think a team will do any given week. Yes, you do. My goodness. All right. We're going to get to the fan focus. Uh, Nick Wilson. I'm talking about the lack of a backup quarterback had this to say in the fan focus. If this thing lingers and all of a sudden Deshaun can't play against Seattle, honestly, to me, it's fireable. Fireable is what Nick says. You'll hear that clip and more when we come on back. Fan Focus coming your way next. It's Overtime with Jonathan Pino here with you on The Fan.